Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features a Father's Day episode of The Charlie McCarthy Show, co-starring Judy Garland and Abbott and Costello. It first aired on May 3rd, 1942. The makers of Chase and Sanborn Coffee, Blenders and Roasters of Fine Coffee since 1864 present Edgar Bergen, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, Ray Noble and his orchestra, our guest star of Mexico the Mayor's me and my girl, Judy Garland, and Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> Hello, Judy, me darling, darling. Hello, Charlie, what's cooking? Hey, coffee. <laughs> you want a mug? <laughs> <laughs> Say, Charlie, do you know why a moth eats a hole in a rug? Uh, no. Hey, why does a moth eat a hole in a rug? To see the floor show. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Say, Judy, how are you doing with this uh, scrap rubber drive? Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's uh, a great surplus of that. Uh, uh, rubber shortage. Yes, know, yes, yes. Right. Yes, I've been sending in lots of it. Good. You know the thing? Collect the rubber and beat sugar rubber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything that snaps means slaps for the gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Noble, uh, uh, what have you uh, given? Huh? Well, I'm thinking of contributing a, a tired monsieur down at my Turkish bath. A uh, tired monsieur to Turkish bath. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Worn out rubber. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, sir. <laughs> Yes, well, I'll tell you what you can do, Mr. Noble. I'll go out and dig up some more of this scrap, and you'll have that rubber band of yours play extra snappy while Judy sings, I never knew I could love anybody, honey, like I'm loving you. I'm not a 
Now tell me, I'm rather interested, Morton. Tell me about uh, the very thing down there. How is your cuisine? Uh, there was a box of flavor with the, uh, uh, meat. I do. <laughs> your cuisine. Oh, well, really, really, oh, because I know it's grandpa. Yes, I know. Well, I was speaking of your food. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the nicest dish you serve? Mm-hmm. The nicest dish you serve? Yeah, the nicest dish. Uh, well, there's several. Yeah. You ever been a cold blonde in a business? No, no, no. It was mighty pretty. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, what's on your menu? Hmm? Your menu? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. No, I mean, uh, you, you must have a menu. A menu? Yes, uh, a bill of what do you have on your bill of You don't use them, or you don't do them. <laughs> I just let the customers look at my apron. That tells the story. <laughs> we present two pictures, before and after. The first is a home at breakfast time. The person, Mr. and Mrs. Where's my hat? I'm going to finish your coffee. No, nope, no time. So long. See you tonight. Well, that isn't very much like the first few months we were married. I wonder what's the matter. That was before. Now, same scene, same people a few days after. Mmm, mmm, that coffee smells good. I'm just waiting until you taste it. Can't wait. Sorry, gonna taste it right now. Oh, don't say you're I won't. Boy, that's good. Just like downtown. You like it? Like it. But it's flavor enough in that cup to make four of the old kind. It must be Chase and Sanborn. It is. A man's coffee. Brady, you come here to me. What? <laughs> Why? What have I done? Let's hear you say prune. <laughs> Once more. <laughs> Did you get your Chase and Sanborn kiss this morning? If you didn't, get one tomorrow. Ask your grocer for the Chase and Sanborn coffee he's selling now. Anybody. Yeah, I know that. I used to be a bugler. You did? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look, what's the here? That's what's all this uh, hey, hey stuff. Well, me and my wife just bought a farm. Hey, hey. No, wait a minute. Just a minute. Now. You bought a farm? Yes. Who did you buy it from? Well, I bought it from a real estate man. Who the hell? And uh, he just fixed with my wife. What do you mean? He said he'd like to get her alone. Well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nobody's going to get my wife alone. No, 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 no. He said he wanted to get her alone in the bank. What do I care? Alone in the bank, alone in the car. What's the Sign a lean. Abbott, what kind of English is that? What's wrong with that? You mean sign a line? No, 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 no. A lean is a mortgage. Now, uh, didn't you have to go through escrow? I didn't go through escrow, pigeons. No, 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 no
you go through that grove? No, I went through Burbank and Glendale. Nah, yeah. Find one to buy a farm. How much did you pay down? Well, the guy wanted fifty dollars, yes. then he came down to forty. Yes. Agreed to take thirty, so I gave him ten. What? That's the way I do business. No chiseling. Nah. <laughs> I don't see why you wanted a farm anyway. You, you don't like farm life. Yes, I do. Have no use. I think it's wonderful to lie under a tree on a hot day and let a cow kick you to sleep. A cow with you? Sure. That's sanitary. No. But it's your tools, yours. What kind of a cow have you? Uh, a heifer cow? I beg your pardon? I say, what kind of a cow have you? A heifer cow? A heifer cow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a whole cow. <laughs> I've got a whole flock of cows. No, no, no. I've got one, I've got a flock. No, no, you don't understand. Not flock. Herd. Herd what? Herd of cows. Sure, I heard of cows. You're satisfied? Well, mm-hmm. where bees if they don't give honey? They sing my mother-in-law. Oh, <laughs> I'd like to see that farm of yours. All right. I've got a picture of the place here. Let me see. See those two houses? Mm-hmm. One is the barn and the other one is my house. Now, which one is the house? The one with the horse looking out through the window? How can it be such a living with a horse in it? I have to take good care of that horse. What do you mean? He's a race horse. What's that got to do with it? Me and Charlie McCarty bought it. He owns half and I own half. Which half does Charlie own? The half that gets the oats. What do you mean? I don't want to talk about my half. Why not? It's a long tail. All right. Charlie? 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 Now, in our horse, go look funny with a spotter hanging on the throat. <laughs> Your horse eats his spotter. Well, we've got a cannibal, not so we What does the horse's spotter eat? He eats his spotter. What do you know? Yeah. What does the horse's mother eat? She eats her spotter. It's getting worse all the time. <laughs> what keep picking on the old man? Yeah. I get it. This is spotter's day. I know. Oh. In other words, you're going to run him in a derby. No, he don't look good in a derby. He can't get in No, 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 no. I'm trying to find out about your horse. Is he a mother? How can he be a mother? And is he always a mother? Certainly not. Sometimes he makes a better mother than a she. Abbott, suppose a mama horse has little horses. So that makes her a mother? Well, now that depends on her feet. My horse's feet are okay. Outside of, uh, 
He limps a little with his front leg. Oh, I see. He's having trouble with the foreleg. No, I just said he, he only limps on his two front legs. Well, Costello, your horse's foreleg's in front. What if those things in back? <laughs> Understand your horse has four legs in front and hind legs in back. Four legs in front and hind legs in back. What I thought? A penalty? Well, that's the first time you found my horse. I know more about you than you do. I got him my chair in the house. Now, wait a minute. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Your wife worked hard to help you buy this little farm, and now that she has her home of her own, he's a little bit of inconvenience here by letting her sleep in the house with a horse. Oh, the horse is clean? Never mind that. Well, I'm stopping. Now, you should be. Got a nice big stable in the backyard, haven't you? Yes, sir. You have a nice clean stall with plenty of fresh straw on the floor? Yes, sir. Well, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Well, well don't tumble yourself. I'm sorry I'm doing all those things. Oh, what's wrong? What I didn't it? realize what I was doing. Well, certainly. I just loved the horse, that was all. Well, you shouldn't do it. After all, it was a nice clean stall with plenty of fresh straw on the floor. There's plenty of it out there. And, and it's a nice big clean stable. Certainly it is. I'll fix the whole thing up. What are you going to do? I let my wife sleep in the stable. No! Ah, Judy, there's something I want to talk to you about. What is it, Charlie? Well, aren't you going to congratulate me? What? Is this your birthday? No, silly. It's Father's Day. Oh, no, it is. But what's that got to do with you? Well, Ain't I your sweet daddy? <laughs> You're impossible. Oh, no. But say, did you buy Mr. Bourbon a, a Father's Day present? Uh, well, I was, uh, you see, there was, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, no. Oh, Charlie, you're very, very thoughtless. Goalless is the word. Goalless, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Charlie, who was it who always cheered you up when things were darker? Well, that was... Bacon did this, and and who was it who always nursed you when you were sick? Well, that was Bacon. And who always loaned you money when you were broke? Well, I don't know. I never met the man yet. Don't change the subject. Well, I still think you should have gotten him something. Oh, so there you are, children. Uh, don't make anything about it, you know. No, no, he doesn't. All right, all right. Climb upon my knees, sonny boy. Oh, <laughs> there you're only twelve, sonny boy. You do it right in front of me. <laughs> Excuse me, baby. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello, son. I get it, I get it. Yes. Hello, Bagger. Wonderful day, isn't it, Judy? Wonderful. Yes, it certainly is, Mr. Bergen. Mm. It doesn't rain, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Marvelous thing, fatherhood. Nothing like it. There's nothing more tender than the relationship between father and son. You're right, Mr. Burgum. Why, do you realize that 50% of the parents are fathers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness, that's practically half, isn't it? <laughs> well, son? Yes? I don't suppose you have anything special to say to me or, uh, you know, or, uh, Anything? Uh -oh. No, no, yes, yes. You, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not a thing, no. I see. Have you come, I guess? I <laughs> Well, the day isn't over yet. I guess I'll just pop along and leave you two children alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
that's lingerie. You don't say. <laughs> That's right, that's right. Go ahead and have a good time at my expense. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're just going to tease me until you get me into a snit. Oh, what? Well. Yes. You're just trying to tell me because I'm a pretty old man. Oh. I'm not exactly a pretty old man, no. but I'm not what you'd call homeless. No. You're not a homely old man. You just have an ugly disposition, that's all. Let's, let's stop wasting time. Do you have any notions? Oh, yes, I have notions of notions. Uh, in fact, I have scads, and yes. uh, no, I don't exactly have scads either. No. But I've only got one notion. Yes, one. Yes, I have one notion. That's not the way on you, and so I won't. I'd like to say good day, and so I'm going to. Good day. Good day. Oh. <laughs> Poor man. We'll have a tough time to talk that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, maybe I'd better buy this present yes. myself, Charlie. Uh, you know, shopping is his art, and he's a woman's touch. How true, how true, Judy. Yes. Now, here's my darling Nicoda. Y'all can take it on from here on. You hear me? <laughs> well, now, let's see. Yes. What's this over here? I don't know. Oh, look, Charlie. Isn't that the darlingest knitted snood? A snood for Bergen? Are you kidding? No. <laughs> Not for Mr. Bergen, for me. Yeah, but his father's... And dead. look, it's just a dollar and a quarter. It's my dough. Charlie. I think I'll take it. Yes. <laughs> now I know what you mean by a woman's touch. <laughs> Oh, Miss Genova. Yes, Charles. Did, did you get over breaking my heart? Did you? Oh, did I get my face yes. and bone kiss this morning? Yes, yes, Charles. Well, of course I did, Charles. Didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't. But, uh, Betty Twist has some teeth and sandbone all happy ready to pour. Maybe you could. Uh, maybe you'd like a cup, Ray, huh? Why, you bet I would. None of it's been making my mouth water. Well, here you are. Just taste it. Mmm. Wonderful, isn't it? Tis, isn't it? Tis, yes, isn't it? I don't see why you men could have a monopoly on that flavor. As a matter of fact, we don't. The ladies are wild about it. So drink up, everybody. It's the finest blend we've ever made. And we think you'll say it's the finest coffee you ever tasted. This week, get Chase and Sanborn coffee. See with us again next Sunday when Charlie's guests will be Walter Brennan and Jenny Sims. Charlie and the gang say it stands to reason, and it certainly does. The coffee roasters who supply more hotels, restaurants, and clubs than anybody else in the country know the kind of coffee men like. And ladies, this is it. Today's Chase and Sanborn. Serve it because he likes it and because you prefer it yourself. Get the Chase and Sanborn coffee your grocer is selling now. This is Buddy Price and the Mike from Hollywood at the Company. Well, I'm not really sure how to describe this program. Hey, it's ventriloquism on the radio. How cool is that? Charlie McCarthy, the dummy, is supposed to be a kid, and yet he wears a tuxedo and a monocle. That's right, the kid wears a monocle. And although Edgar Bergen was born to Swedish immigrant parents, his real last name was Bergren, McCarthy is English. Edgar Bergen learned ventriloquism from a pamphlet when he was a child. In a few years, he got a local woodcarver to carve a puppet head in the shape of a paperboy Edgar knew. And thus, Charlie McCarthy was born. Edgar and Charlie did the vaudeville circuit for a while. Then they were discovered and given a shot on the Rudy Valley radio program. They had a good comedy act, but seriously, no one really thought that ventriloquism would take off on the radio. But they did. Bergen and McCarthy soon got their own radio show on the Chase and Sanborn Hour. The shows they later did were just a half hour. 
Their success rested on the witty quick rejoinder between Charlie and Bergen or their guest. Particularly notable was Charlie's trading insults with W.C. Fields. By making Charlie a kid and a puppet at that, Bergen was able to get in lines that the censors at the time wouldn't allow an adult to make. The show had plenty of double entendres that, if you think about it, are just plain creepy coming from a supposed child, so it's best not to think about it. Some notable moments for, the, for Bergen and McCarthy. For the December 12, 1937 show, the guest was Mae West, and the show was so risque for the time that West was banned from radio broadcasting for 12 years. The skit was called Adam and Eve. The main lesson from this for would-be entertainers, don't mix sex, comedy, and the Bible. Bergen and McCarthy made some appearances in TV and movie, but they were not nearly as successful as they were on the radio. The Muppet movie was their last appearance, and the movie is dedicated to them. Charlie McCarthy now resides in the Smithsonian. Bergen received an honorary Oscar, of course, made of wood. And finally, the night of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds broadcast, there is an apocryphal story that many listeners switched from McCarthy and Bergen show when a musical guest was on to the Welles broadcast, right when War of the Worlds sounded like a very real news broadcast, and thus they helped freak out the nation. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.